0: Thunder.
1: Lightning thunder.
2: Thunder. thunder, 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 Kids were laughing in my classes while I was scheming for the masses. This is Legacy Lineup. I'm your host, Ren Lawwell. Jimmy Barnett's here with me, my co-host. And today, we're bringing you the fantasy football edition of the Legacy Lineup. have got a couple of uh, co-hosts with us here today. Jimmy, you want to introduce those guys?
1: Yeah, we got Taylor Scarberry and Lucas Polly, two of our friends. Uh, BJ Allen couldn't make it. Uh, BJ, if you when you listen to this, uh, we're sorry you couldn't get out of bed this morning.
2: Yeah, at, at eleven thirty when we're recording this podcast, BJ's still sleeping. So um, thanks for coming, BJ. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so we got T Scar. He's been on the podcast before. First time for Luke Polly. Luke, you excited to be on the Legacy lineup? I know you've been a listener. You excited to be here?
3: Oh yeah, I got to give a shout out to Mayor Hannah, and Andy. We listened to the Legacy lineup every time we're in the car heading to volleyball on friday nights so shout out you guys
2: well, we I'm appreciate it
3: again
2: yeah we appreciate you guys listening to us and of course you started your own youtube channel for fantasy football uh so the fantasy football perspective is your channel on youtube and i'll play your little clip here
3: youtube <laughs> oh yeah the patented introduction
0: baby <laughs>
2: uh so luke uh, luke just started his fantasy football perspective on youtube and he's got you know several followers right now so if you're interested in that kind of content check him out on youtube for sure um how, how many videos you put out so far 14 i think
3: 14 so far i'm trying to pump out two three a week i not trying to bring that kind of cookie cutter stuff i am trying to dig in and just bring useful information so if it's only once a week um then that video what is should be good that week another episode of the fantasy football pre- see
2: we're playing your video <laughs> Yeah, so you're getting out the content that people want to hear, so uh, definitely uh, something worth taking a listen to if you haven't checked that out yet and you're interested in fantasy football content. Um, but speaking of fantasy football, uh, Jimmy, you want to dive into our first topic here of the
1: podcast? Yeah, no problem. So I think today what we're going to do is, you know, since we have Luke Tscar and I all play, in BJ as well, um, we all play in a fantasy football league together, it started out as... I think the first year we were just, it was just regular fantasy football league. Um, Actually kind of branched off of the league, Ren ran, uh, Ren retired, we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, you know, so Luke took it over and he started his own league. And uh, I think the first year, I think we only did one or two years and then we went to dynasty league. Um, So now it's a dynasty league. So that's a little different um, for a lot of people. Uh, It was new to me. I mean, there's a a lot more involved thinking about how you do things um, but I think on this episode, you know, we're just going to kind of talk about who we think are the best offensive players. You know, QB, wide receiver, tight end, running backs, and kickers. Um, and then we'll, you know, who we think the best defense in the NFL is, and just kind of roll off that. So I guess to get started, you know, Luke T. Uh, Ren's going to kind of moderate this. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not going to jump in here. So Ren, you want to go ahead and yeah. Let's, jump so let's that? let's
2: start with quarterbacks. Um, so um, obviously you guys are on the same league together, but in, in your ranking system, where do you have these guys ranked? We'll start with T scar uh, ranking these quarterbacks fantasy football wise. Who you got?
0: How you guys doing? Um, so I think we're just kind of going from the uh, like redraft perspective. Like, yeah, we, yeah, uh, starting from fresh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's a little different because we put all of our thoughts into like dynasty here for the past couple months. It's pretty involved and stuff. So no, I think like the like your rankings, like, especially the top quarterbacks. I kind of like the way Lucas has been doing it in his videos, like doing like a tier system. Just because you know they're at the top. I mean, there there's not a whole lot of variance and stuff. But no, I would say I got Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Dak, Kyler Murray. You could probably add Lamar in there. Is that when those, in that top tier? Um, especially in redraft. I mean, it's you know your guys are going to be the same ones pretty much from last year. I mean, I don't know Rodgers. You know he's he's back. Got Devontae back. Josh Allen. He added you know Emmanuel Sanders and Dak. I mean Dak was on fire last year before he got hurt. And yeah, he probably would. He'd probably be. He was probably in one or two or three last year if he had stayed healthy. But.
2: And and year two of C D Lamb for Dak too. So he's probably yeah. going to take a jump
1: as well. So
2: so
0: yeah, that offense should be pretty uh, high powered this year. But
1: Jimmy, you want to go over your quarterbacks real fast? Yeah, I mean pretty much the same as T scar. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar were my three. Um, Dak, you know, you see on, if you research it, you know, you see, like T-score said, he was on fire last year. I mean, he's gonna be one of the top fantasy quarterbacks this year. Um, Dynasty league's a little different. So, you know, when you're looking at it from that perspective, it would be different for this ranking system, but, you know, traditional redraft, uh, those are my three. So, Polly what do you
3: got? Yeah, I, I try to get some rushing upside with the quarterback, especially in the PPR league when the passing touchdown is only worth four points opposed to six points. You want the rushing quarterback. So, Kyler Lamar, um, even Josh Allen and Justin Herbert up there are high for me in those kind of leagues because the rushing upside. Um, when you start digging into quarterbacks, you find there's not much variance between the first rank quarterback and the 12th rank quarterback. Most leagues are 12 man leagues, so it might be more beneficial to wait on a quarterback and lock, lock in those other positions because you're not gonna lose much points reaching on these quarterbacks.
1: And that that's actually, you know, you say that, but then when we go through when we were in traditional leagues where you'd redraft every year, I think generally your quarterbacks were who you saw most of us would try to take the best quarterback early. So you make a lot of sense there. I mean, I've actually thought of that before too where, you know, you you could really take a better Position player and wait to take the quarterback till later because you know there isn't much difference between the the bet. Let me let me 10.
2: ask you that. Let me ask you that as this: So if uh, Deshaun Watson's not going through all the stuff he's going through right now, is he on that in that top five for you, or, or is he not making your top five?
3: He's close. He's top two tiers for sure, tier two or tier one.
0: Top seven or eight for sure.
2: Okay. okay. Uh, so let's move on to running backs. Um, I know this is a, a position of value in fantasy, obviously. Uh, year in and year out, um,
1: Jimmy. You want to go ahead and start
2: with running backs? You got, uh,
1: yeah, uh, Brandon I mean, Jacobs
2: there at the top of your list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll jump into that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, uh, I have Derrick Henry, Alvin Alvin Kamara. I think he he's going to be huge this year uh, because Breeze is gone. Um, we don't really know what the quarterback position can do there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb were my my four. Um, I think all of those are going to be the they're going to be huge this year in the fantasy football world. What do you guys got?
0: Um, so I'm pretty similar. I got McCaffrey, Cook, Derek Henry, Kamara, and then I have Zeke. I think Zeke's the one that could maybe take a little bit of a jump from where he was last year. Of course, he had got a down like, year. Got, yeah. yeah, down year. I mean, you know, you got all the training camp talk that he's best shape. You know, best shape of his life, that kind of thing. You know, he's slimmed down a little bit. So if he can stay healthy, I mean, they have Dak and have a little balanced offense. I Think he could make a little jump from last year.
3: I also agree with that list. I'd also add Eckler up there. His targets when Herbert was in the game was just insane. He was averaging eight targets a game. If that continues and he can get more end zone looks, um, he should be top five if that goes all right. The thing about the running back position, all these guys have kind of an injury history at this point, so you are running into some scary options up top with McCaffrey missing half the season, Cook with his long injury history, Kamara had the high ankle sprain. He's switching um, quarterbacks. Zeke had a kind of a down year when Tack went down, and Henry with that high workload. It is kind of scary. But just go with the one that you think is going to have the best season, and kind of put injuries to the back of your mind because you can't predict injuries.
1: Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. I kind of want to. I want to bring up too with you guys being Browns fans and Rams and Eagles fan. You know, what do you guys think of just some, you know, unbiased from me, Najee Harris? Do you guys think he? I mean, he's definitely going to help Pittsburgh, but. You know, he, I think he could be huge if, you
3: know, if the offensive line's there to help him out. For sure. That's the big thing. How I many you had, what, two retire from yeah. the offensive line and another one left? Yeah. That's what's scary. It's the offensive line. It's not the player itself. Yeah. Um, he should see 250 to 280 touches this year. That's, yeah,
2: that's what, kind of what, what I was going to ask is, is there a rookie running back that you could put up there, maybe as being a guy that could break into that top five? Would it be, uh, be Najee Harris? Would it be uh, – who's the guy Denver got um, – uh, From uh, Williams, Carolina 10. Williams. Yeah.
3: Is I there think, anybody? I think Najee has the best chance. Javante's probably not going to take over that role till week five, week six. Um, Melvin Gordon's still there. He's still a hell of a running back. So,
2: yeah. All right. You want to go into wide receivers? Jimmy, you can start it off again. Your, uh, your top tier wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I got uh, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs. Um, those guys, are, I love all those guys. Uh, Tyreek is probably the most explosive fantasy football player I've had the pleasure of drafting. I just traded him this year in our dynasty league. So if scars scores got that next, nah. Jim, <laughs> um, and then like a kind of a, not really a sleeper, but a younger player that I think is going to be elite in the NFL is Justin Jefferson. Uh, I, I think he's amazing. And you know, right now he's got feeling there, but feeling's a little older. He's got Kirk cousins turning the ball. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I mean, he was unreal last year. So what about yep. you guys?
0: Um, yeah, not a whole lot of difference. Hill Adams Diggs, my top three, um, you know, I would say Hopkins, De, uh, DeAndre oh, yeah. Hopkins, um, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley had a huge year last year, um, you know, especially without Julio this year. He had Kyle Pitts. So, I mean, hey, it t- should take a little bit of targets away, but I think he'll still have a big year. But, um, yeah, that's my top five.
3: My top five is actually the same. Um, I would say I just put out a video on some dark horse year three run- or receivers jumping into that top five. Watch out for Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson. Their numbers at the end of the last year kind of um, project towards a top five return this year, and you're getting them in the third and fifth round. So, sneaky picks, high upside. I hope you're right about that, Deontay Johnson. Thank you. Huh? <laughs> Ten targets a game, man. Yeah.
2: They, they just uh, got rid of James Washington, too, didn't they? Nah, he's He wants a trade. He wants a trade. He, yeah, a
3: he trade. requested a trade, but That's I don't right.
1: know if much will come from that. I mean, I don't know. Pittsburgh's more of that old. Fashion organization, I don't really know if they'll honor it. I mean, you saw what happened with Le'Veon and Antonio Brown. I mean, they just kind of said, see ya. I mean, so I, I don't know what will happen, but uh, they got Claypool too. So, uh, let's jump into uh, tight ends here. Uh, what do you guys got,
3: tight end-wise, top five, three, five, whatever? I mean, I think there's only one tight end that's worth drafting early, and that's Travis Kelsey. I agree. He finished eight, he, eight points per game higher than um, tight end four last year. So if you're going to reach on the tight end, it's him. Um, you have to reach for Waller and Kittle in the second and third round. I'm kind of trying to stack running backs at that point, so I'm not reaching that early. Watch out for Hawkinson. He's the only weapon in that offense now. And it's kind of hard to pick number five. I know a lot of people are high on pits, but even if he has the best rookie tight end season of all time, that's still not going to be a top three finish in tight ends.
0: Yeah, no, I just, beyond that, I would just throw in, you know, Mark Andrews, um, Dallas Goddard, you can see quite a bit of targets in Philly. Um, I like Noah Fant in Denver, the younger guy, but he's kind of got that speed and size. I think he's going to keep progressing, especially all those targets that will be flying around there. Yeah, he's
2: at a tight end U as well, right, Iowa? He mm-hmm. came out, yeah. Iowa. yeah, I would agree. Um, I think, you know, Ertz is a guy that, you know, he, he didn't know if he was going to be back in Philly, but I think... Um, you know he could be a guy that Jalen Hurts has to rely on this year as well so I would watch out for Hurts and Goddard both in in Philly uh, when it comes to tight ends Um, do we want to go over kickers I mean I know they can add some value so do you want to go over your your uh, top two kickers maybe I don't I mean
1: I I just put that in there I don't think it really matters I mean I think most people are going to say Justin Tucker and
0: Harrison Butler or Greg Zerline yeah those are probably your top three for everybody I don't know. My whole philosophy with kickers is just go for the high-powered offenses. Whatever offense you think is going to score a lot of points that year, or honestly,
1: yeah. And honestly, I mean, a lot of times if I need to add a player, I'll drop the kicker and just go into projections for the next week or two weeks and look at who's going to score the most kicking, projected wise. Because nine times out of ten, they're going to hit their projection. Hopefully, I mean, I've never really had an issue with kickers. Um, They're they're pretty easy to go on. So does
2: the does the fantasy football perspective have a philosophy on kickers?
3: Nope, high-powered offenses, baby. Yep. Or Justin Tucker because he's automatic. Yeah.
2: Uh, what about defense-wise? Uh, who's got the best defense in the NFL now? Um, where do you rank that as far as importance when it comes to drafting? Um, is, uh, is that a p- position group? I guess that you put a lot of emphasis on or not? In a tradition,
1: in a traditional, I don't think you put a lot of emphasis. I think it's usually your second to last pick or last pick. A late round pick. Yeah. Um, you know, I in a traditional league, uh, you know. And it might sound biased, but I'm going Steelers, Ravens, Rams. Those are probably my top three. Uh, they're they're going to be your best defenses that score points, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with those. I mean, those seem to be the ones that people are projecting the most. Um, I don't know, a little, little Homer pick, but I could see the Browns having a decent fantasy. Uh, I could too. Uh, Defense. I mean,
1: I, I could honestly too. Sorry to interrupt, but I could honestly see all four AFC North teams having a decent defense, even Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the addition – the Browns have added a couple of edge guys, Clowney, obviously, uh, McKinley. I mean, they're going to get the – I think they're going to get the sacks this year. They're, they're, the secondary should be a lot better. Um, so, I mean, you got that potential for INTs and all that kind of stuff. But hopefully uh, lower scoring um, from the uh, opposing offenses there. So, we'll see.
3: Kind of want to piggyback both, off both of them. I think you're going to have three of the top eight defenses in the AFC North – with the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens, and watch out for the Patriots' defense. They have made a lot of offseason additions with bringing in Matthew Judon. Um, they brought back Kevin Van Noy. They got, brought in Raekwon McMillan, who unfortunately tore his ACL. But they also had five or six um, COVID holdouts that are coming back on that defense. So they should be stacked and loaded again, kind of a dark horse. Yeah. yeah I
0: mean, sorry, Jim. And that's kind of like kind of like the same way with kickers. I kind of like to, unless you have one of the top two or three defenses that are consistently putting up points. I mean, I think the best the best uh, way to go is just to stream. Like look at look at look who they're playing. Like look on the waiver wire. Look who you know who these defenses who they're playing mm-hmm. that week, and kind of maybe just take, pick the best yeah. one there because you can and, score points that way.
1: And even you know even a defense like you said that's consistently scoring the point. There's always that risk with the with the defenses and kickers, I feel like. So you don't necessarily have to depend on them as much. Um, we got a little background noise here. I it's see like a cricket or something. Yeah. It's like a cicada. It sounds like one of those, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, you know, one thing I want to jump into is like rookie QBs. There's so much excitement this year in the NFL around rookie QBs. Um, obviously our favorite's probably gonna be Justin Fields, but you got Mac Jones. Um, there's several others. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with names, but- Trey Lance. Trey Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, which there's an open QB. Urban says there is. I don't know if there is. Could it be a trade
3: value thing for yeah.
1: Minshew. Yeah, they're open QB competition there in Jacksonville. So, uh, we all know it's going to be Lawrence's job. I mean, if he loses it, that's insane to me. He must look awful. But uh, I'm excited to see Justin Fields. I personally think Fields is starting by week three, four, five, somewhere in there. Maybe the beginning. I don't know. I mean, I've been reading a lot of stuff about Fields. What's your guys' thoughts on the rookie QBs?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I I think Lawrence takes over day one will be the day one star, starter. Starter um, Trey Lance, you know, he'll, he might they might sprinkle him in a little bit if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing okay, and they might still like sprinkle him in, in packages. It's kind of what uh, what I've heard a little bit on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I can see Fields, Fields taking over full time. You know, like you said early, um, and I mean, I think he'll be I think that he'll be good, really good value. I mean. You get him as your backup or whatever. I mean, he's, he'd be a good guy that you can put in if you need to. I mean, he's going to get the rushing, rushing touchdowns, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah.
1: He, he's
3: exciting to watch.
1: We all know that.
3: So. Yeah, I think there's going to be six starting rookie QBs by the end of this year with Wilson, Lawrence, Mac Jones, um, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. I'm missing one off the top of my head. Uh, oh, well. But I don't remember a year that's been like that where there's six starting rookie QBs by the end of the year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
1: Cool.
3: All right, so what's your what's
1: your guys' thoughts? You know, we're talking about rookie QBs. Um, your traditional redraft fantasy football league. You know, what's your thoughts on taking a quarterback that like Fields? You know, maybe or Mac Jones. You know, they're not starting right away, or at least that's the talk by the coaches. What's your thoughts on taking them, and how early do you take them? Are they second round, third? Round? What I mean, when do you take those
3: guys? Are they later? Depending on your league format, if it's any sort of like keeper league, I won't hesitate to take a rookie QB later on in the draft just because I can keep them the next year in that same draft selection, draft round that I picked them. But as far as like in a redraft league where there's no sort of keeper format, I'm really not reaching on these rookie QBs, to be honest. I think there's 12 better options at the top that are kind of proven that you don't have to reach on Maybe as a backup, they have a little bit of upside that you could flip for the end of the year, but chances are you're going to be able to to uh, pick them up off waivers. To be honest with you,
1: yeah, I, I would agree. I think I think it's pretty, you know, you're taking a big risk in a redraft league to take a quarter. I mean, maybe not, maybe not Fields. I mean, he might Fields might be one that I actually think can start very soon. Trevor Lawrence as well. He's going to start. So, what about UT Scott? What's your thoughts on all that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I think it's like a high upside late round pick. I mean, if you want, you know, as as your backup quarterback, you want to take Fields or Trey Lance. You never know. I mean, if, you know, if uh, Andy Dalton or Garoppolo goes down early, it could be a good good value, you know. Um, But I think if you're talking rookies, I think the ones to to hop on are like the running backs. I mean, because you never know. It seems like every year there's always, you know, a couple running backs that that pop off that you get off the waiver wire and they end up. Winning your league almost
1: because of injuries. That's yeah. that's that's where, that's where you really win fantasy football leagues, in my opinion. Is no matter the position, it could be receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. But finding those guys when someone gets hurt and being the first one to grab them, you know, uh, I just made a trade with T scar in our dynasty league for um, uh, Madison from. Is that how you say say his Alexander last name? Madison? Yeah, f- for uh, the Vikings, and you know Dalvin Cook has an injury history, so for sure. if he gets hurt, I'm gonna be sitting pretty with running back uh so i mean i I just think you know it's a good risk to take um next i want to lead into most impactful fantasy football players um that you could add to your team you know for our listeners that you know do like fantasy football and are having a draft or they're you know getting ready to draft for a traditional redraft who do you guys think the most impactful players no matter the position to take would be
3: got to go with those workhorse running backs those three down running backs that are getting catching Um, opportunities the CMCs of the world when you look when you break down a league winning roster at the end of the year they usually have two high top five running backs whether they got it from drafting or from trading throughout the season that's kind of the formula and then they pick a receiver in the fourth fifth round that breaks out it's kind of the formula that you see in these winning um, championship teams
0: yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I also like. I mean, if you can get one of the top three or four wide receivers, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like there are there is quite. I mean, I don't know the stats on it, but I mean, it seems like there's always the top three, four are always producing a lot more points than yeah. you know your twelve, your ten through fifteen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, if you can get one of those guys, I think that's uh, always helps.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's always the the good risk of taking a rookie wide receiver that's going to be big. You know, have a lot of targets on a. On a team that's trying to improve, that maybe isn't that great, um, I, I think that's definitely a good risk to take. Running back, like Polly said, that's always a good, that that's always the best way to go, especially if they're going to get a lot of touches. Um, I think Najee Harris. I know in our dynasty league, Andy drafted him one overall, but I think uh, I, I think he's going to be impactful this year, especially if the offensive line's there. So. Uh, Let's see. What do we got to go into next? I know not all of our listeners are fantasy football folks. So. Well, just talk
2: Just talk about why you uh, enjoy playing fantasy football, how you got into it, uh, and then why I retired. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so our fantasy football league is – we have a 10-team league. Um, we have myself, uh, T-Scar Luke, BJ, who couldn't join us. He just told us that uh, he set his alarm for 10.30 p.m. Um, so – and then we have Nick, Andy, Adam, uh, Jamie, Luke's brother, uh, Nick Coberly, um, uh Ryan, one of Luke's coworkers. And, you know, that, that's a 10-team league. That's actually the biggest league I've ever been in, I think. Uh, I think we've done – we did eight prior mm-hmm. in Renz. Um Some of the changes we have coming next year, I know uh, – I, th- I think if I remember right, Luke Teasco, you guys can – no defense or kickers next year, right? Or is that in two years?
3: Uh, we decided to keep kickers, subtract the defense – add another wide receiver position, and add something called a super flex. So it's going to turn into a two QB league. Two QB league, yeah. And
1: I had that right down there. So just a little mixed up there. But, yeah, so uh, what's that going to do, having the two QBs? What do you guys think that's going to do to our league? I mean, the demand's going to be a lot higher. Uh, the value of a QB is going to be a lot
3: higher. Now, so. That's the biggest purpose of it. So when you play fantasy football, if you play in your standard one QB league, it never really made sense because QBs were not valuable – and they are probably the most valuable position in sports once you break it down. So it didn't make sense to play in these fantasy leagues and the QBs not have value. So this raises the value of quarterbacks that go from the least valuable position to probably the most valuable position, which kind of lines up with football itself. Yeah. I, I would agree. What about you? Yeah, two, so, score?
0: so obviously, yeah, you have your, instead of having the top 10 quarterbacks, you know, you have, you're obviously starting the top 20 in the, in the, in the league. So, um, yeah, it's more emphasis on it. Higher scoring, uh, I like it. Yeah, and with a
1: two QB system, I know Luke and I I think T was there. BJ and I all talked about it. You know, there's there's 32 teams, and then you have 10 players, two quarterbacks team. That's 20. You know, and if everybody's trying to get three quarterbacks, that's 30 quarterbacks, and then you have you know the the two random out there. So really, you know, you can see in our dynasty league, um, every everybody's trying to grab quarterbacks now. Uh, for next year. I mean, I've even started to do it. I've done some trades, which have I think paid off for me maybe in the future. Um, And then one thing I put in here is, you know, for a dynasty league specifically, do draft picks matter? And I know T-Scar has traded away a lot of his draft picks. I kind of have a a similar thought to him is, you know, if you can win now, win now. He's got a team that could possibly win now. I mean, it's it's definitely a top three team in the league, Um, you know, but then you got guys like BJ who is stocked up on draft picks. Uh, His team isn't as great Uh, Nick Beatty's team's not as great. Uh, Cobra Lee's team, you know, it's, it's average. I don't know where he's going to be middle of the pack. Probably. I don't really know. I don't, I don't want to say teams are bad, but you know, they know if they're trying to win in the future. So, you know, what what's your guys' opinion on draft picks?
0: Yeah, no, I think you covered. I mean, it's, it all depends on which, how your team is laid out. I mean, if you have a, like, so yeah, so I've traded my first round picks for the next three years, I think. Um, so um, but, but but I feel like I have I feel like I have a team that can win now, but I think it's also pretty young. So and in your
1: defense, your quarterbacks are good. I mean, so, you're you, you have some solid players. So that's when I,
0: mean, I was like, okay, you know, I, I like my starting lineup, but I, I don't have a whole lot of depth. So that's why I was, you know, I probably overpaid for you know a few you know depth you know depth players um, that I would you know if there's injuries, you can stick them mm-hmm. in and not lose a whole lot hopefully. Um, so that was kind of my thinking on that. I mean, eventually, you know, you definitely need, you're going to need your first round picks. I mean, it's going to, those are definitely valuable in, in, in the future. But yeah, like you said, like people like, uh, teams like uh, BJ's, um, Nick, I mean, Nick's loaded up on draft picks, you know, last year. He's in full tank mode, I think, right now, looking at his lineup. Shout out Nick. Uh, <laughs> doesn't want to make any, any trades with me, but it's all good. Um, so uh, yeah, but no, I, I, yeah, draft picks, I think it's all team dependent, you know, yeah, case I by case agree. basis.
3: Yeah, piggyback off that. I think you have to make an honest assessment about your own team. I kind of try to view my roster as a four-year window, and the worst place to be in a dynasty league is in no man's land. You either want to be in the playoffs or last place, in my opinion. You want to get those high draft picks because if you're finishing fifth and sixth every single year, missing the playoffs, you're out of the money, and you're not getting truly that high of a draft pick to get a player who's going to – you know, positively affect your roster quickly, then you're going to be in that no man's land forever. So you need to be aggressive on the trade market, try to move up in the top three picks, get truly valuable players and kind of build from the ground up. Don't, don't stay in that no man's land.
2: And that's kind of, let's segue into why I retired. Um, that's exactly that's why. I, I've been wondering. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of what why I just never could get out of that. You know, I was always stuck in that fifth, sixth place, uh, you know,
3: and, Never you
1: know, never, Ren. If somebody ever leaves, I mean, we you could take over their team in the dynasty league. It, it, it is a lot of fun. It's it's different. It's not like your traditional.
3: I know you do your homework too. You
0: study those rookies. So. I think yeah. this would be more. I think you would enjoy this a lot more. It's year round. There, like, there's also, a lot more you're, you're research you're looking, into it. Yeah, you're looking at the rookies. We'll, we'll
2: come back and visit it um in the
1: future. You know, if you guys, we might to. have somebody leave eventually. I don't know. When we,
3: yeah, everyone, when you're talking dynasty league, you're talking. We made a 10 year commitment. Who knows what's going to happen in ten years a from now? Yeah, Polly Paul, made a sign on the dotted line. I mean, I did, yeah. In blood, in blood, <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll find them and I'll key their cars and stuff <laughs> if they leave. Yeah, I mean, what's well, so,
2: BJ's fine for missing this podcast? Is he get a fine for that? I think from oh the commissioner, yeah. he should get
3: a fine. He's got to release Deshaun Watson today. <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun, we'll see you on the waiver wire. trading me
0: for a third round pick.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that leads us into why do we even play fantasy football? You know, I always hear, like, my wife's made comments or, like, other guys that maybe aren't as into fantasy sports. Or, you know, like, why, why do you put so much time and effort into that? You know, why do you focus on it? What's all the hype about? Um, you know, and I, I think my biggest thing is it, it's just – it's fun. You know, it's, it's competitive. You know, when we're not really able to get out and compete anymore as athletes or whatever like we did in high school. Um, and, and, you know – we all take it way too serious. I mean, oh, yeah, sure. we all have a lot of fun. You can say you don't take it serious. Even like me, I, I say I don't take it serious, but, dude, I'm looking at that crap all the time. I mean, I'll be up at 3 o'clock in the morning looking. Oh, like, yeah. And we know Polly is. I always He's the first one to grab anybody that's available. So, yeah, so, I mean, why do you guys play fantasy football? Same reasons? or
3: I think I originally got into it just to, you know, pay more attention to the NFL and spend some time with my friends and a competitive atmosphere. We're all competitive. But now it kind of gives you like a – taste of being an NFL GM. I think that's kind of a dream job for everybody. And just, you know, you're making trades, you're making the selections yourself, you're evaluating talent on your own personal, you know, opinion on stuff. It gives you that taste of that and it's just, I think it's really enjoyable. And there's a money aspect. Yeah. Trying to make a little money. The green.
0: Yeah, no, that's why I like it. Because you almost have a rooting interest in every single game on Sunday. You know, you can turn on any game and, um, hey, you know, I got this quarterback going or or the Sunday night game, like, hey man, I need this this random running back to get me like twelve and, points. And then you're <laughs> cussing at the TV yeah. when they get you and ten. And you're staying up till midnight until the game's over. You know, just man, go, yeah. you know, one more point here. Um, but no man, that's why I like Sundays. It's just going back and forth between the Browns, and then I've had the red zone channel for the past couple of years, and just going back and forth. It's just, uh, I love it. And I, I
1: kind of think it keeps us as friends. I mean, I know Ren's not in our league, but I mean, him and I talk sports every day. I mean, that's a lot of our conversations. But you know. I think it, you know, it keeps us communicating with each other. I mean, I don't know how many times I text Luke or T Scar, BJ, or Ren, you know, or Combs about a fantasy football. Like I need this guy to do this. And like we're all like we're texting. I might be playing Polly. I'm texting T-Scar, like, dude, I need Polly, he's got to fail today. Like, yeah, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And like T Scar said, or Luke, you both said it, you have an interest in all games that are going on that Sunday. So you're not just paying attention to your favorite team. You know, I'm watching the games that don't even matter. I mean, like Lions, Cowboys, I don't give a shit about that. But I'm watching it because Mm -hmm. I I might have some guys playing for me. So, it's cool.
3: And in this Dynasty League, I find myself even paying attention to preseason games, which never happened. Yeah,
1: Yeah, they've been pretty exciting this year, though, to watch. I know know for me personally, it's been pretty cool to see Mason Rudolph suck and Dwayne Haskins be really good. Mm -hmm. Because I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be the second-string
3: quarterback. He's already listed there, isn't he? Yeah. I, I hope he
1: stays there because there's yeah. such a loyalty to Rudolph, who I will admit firsthand I thought he could be good. I told T-Scar he could be good, and T-Scar told me he sucked, and he was right. You uh, thought he, he sucked? He, he does Mason? suck. Yes. You
0: thought he Mason? was going to suck? Mason? Yeah. Oh. Before the, before he played Oh, I mean, once Miles hit him over the head
3: of that helmet, dude. No. <laughs> I'm glad he did. I was I scared was when he, he when he got yeah. drafted by the Steelers. I'm not gonna lie, he had know, a big, I, strong arm. He was pretty uh, accurate, and he I was mean, yeah. he had I think it was touch. just the
2: offense he played in at Oklahoma good State goodness, yeah. Big good Twelve and, I, offenses. and that's what
1: Ren, you know, Ren and I were talking about. I mean, he was pretty good at Oklahoma State. Uh, sure, so, and he had James Washington. But anyway, so was uh,
2: Brandon Weeden. Yeah.
3: So. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but then you look yeah. like Kyler Murray he's excelling in both and then you so, figure out that Brandon Whedon's like Johnny 42 Manzel. years old and it's like whatever We really yeah. took a 27 you know who Brandon
2: Whedon is the first round. you know who Brandon Whedon is basically you compare him to Joe Bowserman. that's who Brandon Whedon yeah, is that's you, that's know the what guy.
1: I, you know put, what I'd like him to see in the Big see. 12 yeah. yeah I'd like to see an E60 on where is Johnny Manziel at now I don't know <laughs> I just enjoy that I feel like I think that'd be pretty cool there's so much hype that might be the most hype player ever I'm not kidding I mean there was so imagine much imagine how much money
3: he would make off the NIL man Oh my God! Yeah, he would have made a ton of money off that for sure.
2: He he's one yeah. of the ones like he was I'd hyped in so college, mad. but I don't know that he was hyped as a pro as much. Like, you I mean, know what well, I mean? Like I, I think they well, kind of knew saying, he wasn't going to translate.
1: I, I don't know, man. A lot of a lot of fans from Cleveland loved him. I
2: mean, he take was,
3: his thirty yard drops and chuck it up to Mike Evans. Yeah,
1: yeah. I
2: remember. I remember Browns fans uh, standing around hugging each other when he got drafted. <laughs> I remember. T-scar, oh, there was a video
1: out there. Do you still have that video um, where he was drafted and you were kind of mad and then afterwards it came, I think Scott sent it. It came back and you were like, ah, we'll be all
0: right. That's no, that, that, was, that was earlier in the first round we took Justin Gilbert. Oh, know, was it? Number, all right. Number nine overall and I was okay. justifying the hell out of it. Yeah, I, like, I kind of like this one. T-Scar said, screw Paul.
1: He's not a real Browns fan. <laughs> See, and that that's what I love about our friendship <laughs> in, in sports. I mean, you know, we all hate on each other and we give each other hell, but it, it's it, it is it it is kind of what intertwines our friendship together i mean we're all interested in athletics whether it's football baseball basketball whatever i don't know it's it's cool because it brings us all together
2: yeah so uh you two are both T. Scar and jimmy you guys are both wearing jerseys today jimmy's got on the uh the griffey jersey of course T. tscar's repping uh, baker mayfield and the browns uh but thought it'd be cool to you know go over our favorite jerseys in professional sports and college sports and kind of you know uh, get different opinions on those because um, obviously, you know, all these teams have alternate jerseys now. There's all these new, There's a million uh, new looks out coming there. out. It's cool. So what are your favorite jerseys? Uh, you can go down the list if you want. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA.
1: Yeah, so I'll start. Um, I think for Major League Baseball, uh, I'm wearing it today. It's the 1999 home Cincinnati Reds jersey. It's the, the red pinstripes on the white uniform with the black sleeves. Uh, I'm wearing the Griffey jersey my favorite player griffey jr my favorite player ever um and if, if you don't think he's the greatest ever you're full of crap because he he seriously was um nba are we gonna you guys want to go yeah, around just go ahead. I'll, I'll go through mine so nba I, the 1990s inaugural away toronto's rap toronto raptors jersey the uh, purple one with with the pinstripes you know I'm... I bet, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah that's absolutely. the number one party jersey did yeah. you know that number one no, jersey worn to college parties? Yeah, that's a sweet jersey. That's I the, like that a the, lot. The Tracy Vince, McGrady yeah. and Tracy and yeah, Vince, Vince Carter, Vince Carter dunk I contest. Vince Carter. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I yeah. think of it.
1: Yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. If you're thinking about the Vince Carter dunk contest, that's the one I got there. NFL. I'm and this might be kind of random for people, but I'm going the '90s Houston Oilers baby blue jerseys. I love those. I think they're sweet. I actually used to have a Houston Oilers hat that was white with a blue bill and it had the the logo on it i I gave it to ren
2: yeah
1: he used to rep i don't know if you still have it but he used to rep it a lot Uh, so that was a pretty cool jersey and obviously they're the titans now Um, ncaa football i'm going with the 2015 ohio state all black that they were versus penn state i like those a lot those are pretty sweet i know a lot of people wear those around um and then ncaa basketball probably pretty random for everybody but does everybody remember the late 90s when they had um, Kenyon martin and uh, steve logan was on that team uc bearcats uh the the kind of sl- they were kind of like the half sleeve jerseys. Um, they were white. I don't know. They're one of the top NCAA basketball jerseys of all time if yeah. you look through the rankings. So I thought those were pretty sweet myself. So what about you guys? What do you guys got?
0: Okay, yeah. So I'll start off with MLB. Um, kind of like the newer uniforms. I like the Padres. Padres Brewers have some pretty sweet, like their newer ones. Like Padres when they kind of redid their colors. Got got the new like the, the brown and like whatever it is yellow. Guess, yeah, it's you know? like a yeah. yellow. Um, then the traditional ones. I mean, I like the, the Cubs, Yankees, Dodgers. I mean, I think those are all classic, like clean, you know, jerseys or whatever. And then, like Jimmy said, the Reds, like late that late nineties, early two thousands, like Griffey with the, the the black sleeves and everything. Um, it's one of my favorites. Um, let's see, NBA, the late nineties Raptors. I had Jimmy had that one. Nineties um, Suns. I don't know, like mid mid nineties, yeah. like Charles Barkley, those like the, that black, like with the orange, you know, and all that. And then the same same time frame. as like Shaq and the Magic jerseys. Those oh yeah. Black, those I black, like those. And black and blue. Yeah. Um, NFL. Um, these are all kind of current. Um, the baby blue Chargers uniforms. Those are One nice. One of those. Um, Homer pick the Browns. The white on white. I don't know. The uniforms. I think that's. I think that's real clean. Um, Titans all navy blue. I think they might start wearing those last year. That's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. And then the Saints all black. I think they're pretty cool. Um, and then yeah, I mean. Uh, college, like Ohio State, I, you know, just...
3: I love all their jerseys. That's what I mean. I like, the helmet, I think that's iconic. You know, them, their sure. name, I
0: think their helmets are, like, the most iconic in, in college football. Um, like, Texas with the burnt orange, like, the early 2000s, Miami, like, the green Yep, those, Ren. Mm-hmm. Or the orange, too. Right. Like, those are pretty sweet. The Willis um, McGahee's. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the combos that Oregon would throw out there, like the Chip Kelly. They always I, have
1: great ones. They too. have
2: whatever they want,
0: so,
3: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that was about it. Yeah. I still in Duke UNC basketball. I think those are just classic all time jerseys.
3: Yep. I don't want to repeat too much, but I really like the NFL Seahawks uniform. I love the color scheme that blue with that, um, kind of lime green. I I even
2: kind of like the old Seahawks uniforms. I I think they're kind of classic looking too. Like
3: so good color scheme. I love the black on black Ohio state uniforms. I know there's probably a lot of traditionalists out there, but. Hey, those alternative, alternate uniforms really bring in recruits. They like that stuff. They like for sure. seeing that change and just those flashy uniforms. Can't You have to give credit to the Oregon Combos. Um, they do have Nike at their disposal, but they bring out some good uniforms. And how about that classic Lakers jersey, the Kobe Bryant purple yeah. and gold? That's a classic. And I mentioned the Raptors jersey that we discussed too.
2: Yeah, so for me, um, for MLB um, – the Reds actually, uh, was it last year that they went? No, it was the year before. Two like. years ago, 19. Two years ago, they went through all their jerseys throughout their history. We bought a bunch um, of them, you and I did. We did. Uh, but my favorite, actually, is the uh, 1967 home whites. It's all white with pinstripes. Red just pinstripes. So, yeah. Just yeah. looks so classic, so clean. Those are. I think they should switch back to that as their full-time uniform. Um I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, there's that guy that's posted all these new options. Oh, those are sweet. And they're freaking yeah. sweet. The hometown jerseys. They have, like, the hometown section. They have them yeah. with pinstripes. They have black. They have all. He has all different kinds. But um, I think those reds, 1967s, are my favorite for MLB because um, I like the pinstripes, and I think that looks better. Um, I don't know if you remember. You, you, you didn't get to wear pinstripes with us, did you, at high school? Yeah, I wore pinstripes my freshman year. We used to have those pinstripe jerseys. Those are yeah. sweet. I think those, stuff, those are cool. Um, for uh, NBA – uh, it's got to be the early two thousand Sixers jerseys. Uh, AI, uh, the, the purple. You know, I think those are classic. Uh, Andre Iguodala and AI, uh, and then NFL. I think the most classic NFL jersey for me is is the Raiders.
1: Uh, I love that black and silver. I thought it looks yeah, so good together. It does look good. I thought you were going with Philly Kelly Green.
2: Um, I, I do like I that, do. but I don't want to be a homer. Um, you know, I, I, I like the Raiders. I think they have the, the most classic combination there with that black and silver. Uh, for NCAA football, obviously. High State's would be on my list as well. I was with Scar Texas. I think Texas looks so clean in the white or the burnt orange. Uh, and then for NCAA basketball, I really like the UCLA jerseys. I think their color scheme's good. Um, I actually think they have really nice uh, uh, football jerseys as well. I think UCLA has good color schemes uh, they put together. So that would
1: be my my picks. So, you know, we named a bunch of randoms. I mean, there was a few, the reds and the browns for the favorites, uh, home yeah. jerseys. But, I mean – Ugliest jersey. I mean, it's got to be the Pittsburgh Steelers Bumblebee jersey, right? And I'm a Steelers fan. I hate them. The prison ones? Yeah. The prison <laughs> longest yard jerseys. Yep. Yeah. I
2: don't know. Green Bay has a couple of ugly ones too. Yeah, they They're throwbacks. Um, blue and
0: navy, like dark yeah, blue. And, yeah. yeah. Or
2: maybe it's the Jets. Is it the Jets? No. It's Green Bay. But did you see the uh, Nebraska, the jerseys they're going to be wearing this year? It has like the red suspenders <laughs> on it. I see that, yeah. I, I That's it. ridiculous. It looks stupid.
0: I saw that. Then I saw they put something out that they might have been fake. I don't know. They, oh. I saw I saw different things, but yeah, I did Hopefully. see it first, and I was like, "Holy crap!" It's
2: Weird. like it's like uh, what are they like supposed to be like coal miners or something? Yeah, they yeah. have like the red. Maybe suspenders? you're supposed to
3: cut down the lines to just make them into suspenders. I
1: guess I don't know.
3: <laughs> one one jersey that I left out was
1: the Tennessee Volunteers. I, I like their collar setup. Ren actually bought me a baseball jersey. I their baseball jerseys are sweet. I like I like the white on orange. I think it looks really good. So uh, th- well, those are pretty sweet. What about the
0: Buccaneers? But, uh, like the creamsicle. I do one, like the, the orange. Yeah. Like those um,
1: and did you did you see
2: they're changing uh, so they're able to do that? They're able to go back and wear those. They can change the uh, helmet color. That was what was yeah. holding up the NFL from, uh, you know, bringing back all these cool uh, vintage jerseys. Was they could only have
1: one helmet color because of the so, safety of the helmets yeah, and stuff and making yeah. sure they're all safe. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to lead into is, did you guys get a chance to watch the MLB Field of Dreams game? Did anybody get a chance to watch I, that or see the I replays? Caught, I
0: caught I caught the replays and saw yeah, a little bit of the beginning too. of it. I Man, that I that was the probably
1: the off. coolest thing. I mean, if you're a movie fan or like sports movies, Field of Dreams is one of my favorite movies. Yeah,
0: uh, I missed I, I missed the walk out, walk off. Yeah. But, I saw
1: but when Kevin Costner came out of the corn in the beginning and then all the players came out uh, behind him, like I love that. You didn't like it, Rand? <laughs>
2: I thought it was a little corny, to be honest. Yeah, that's, no, that's, not, that's, I, that's a normal that response. Pun? That's
0: a pun. You, was, yeah. I saw Ren. I'm so He's going to yeah. not like this for some reason.
2: I just thought it was corny to have Kevin Costner come out, man. I don't know. Like, he's he took forever, too, dude. He like It took him, like, 10 minutes to walk out there. Yeah, I
1: loved it. I a, thought simple, it
0: a simple, like, heartfelt thing that you could love. Yeah. Ren just hates it. Ren hates it. That's <laughs> typical Ren. If you know Ren, that's something he would hate.
1: But yeah, I, I thought it. was I mean, was the sweet. baseball
2: game was fine. but we, Did we have to
1: go into theatrics? I don't know. I mean, but that's the whole point of why they did the game, man. At, at that place, I mean, if you've seen the movie, which you probably haven't, but I have. Seen hell, it. I thought he was about to play in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you thought his dad was about <laughs> to come out of the corner and catch for him? Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty sweet. I mean, the walk off by Tim Anderson—that was awesome. I mean, there was a lot of home
2: runs. I, I do think I think it's cool that they did it in such a small area with you know not many fans there, but like. I mean that was a cool environment.
0: Like it, everybody's
1: loud, you know. The fireworks afterwards. I mean, you know, Disney couldn't have wrote that up any better.
0: Yeah, I feel right like there's no reason why they shouldn't do that make they it are, an a- annual thing. They know? are yeah. doing it
1: next year. And here's one thing I want to throw out there. There's a rumor that it's Cubs Reds next no, year. No, it's I saw it's Cubs um, it, it's not Cardinals. decided yet. It's not decided. Cubs Cardinals. Yet. But there there is a rumor out there that Cardinals is a rumor. Cubs too. Cardinals. Cubs Reds. It's not decided yet, Rand. I'm Should just saying, you know what they're gonna do. What
2: is it, what does ESPN do? When's the last time the Reds were on ESPN? Well, they're better than the Cardinals. Cardinals are Doesn't horrible. Matter. So are the Cubs. Doesn't matter. Go so rides. I saw
0: I saw a cool stat on that on Twitter when we were talking about the Field of Dreams game. Um, so something like that—that that Tim Anderson walk-off was like the something like the 12th all-time walk-off of a uh, White Sox player against the Yankees. The first one was like Shoeless Joe Jackson. Jeff. Yeah, so it's I Field, saw it. Field, Field of Dreams connection. There. That, that, I did yeah. see
3: the uh, views of that was the highest in 15 years people baseball. people that never watch baseball
1: watch that so ren your opinion doesn't matter it's it's wrong mm-hmm. dude i'm just saying i i, I don't get the walking out i don't think, <laughs> whatever it was awesome uh, so if you didn't check that out did you cry during check it not? out on youtube cuz i you know, i probably sure could have. i didn't watch it actually i was you know i was at the casino so i didn't watch it but what the hell so enough about fantasy football uh, ren lead us into this next topic here yeah
2: so uh, obviously we've been friends for a long time all of us um so I guess we can just talk about kind of how we got started in our friendships uh, and then uh, talk about some stories from times we lived together at Olentangy uh in Columbus and, and just go from there. So uh, anybody want to start this off, T-Scar? I mean, we, you guys have been friends since high school, right? No, oh, yeah. way before that. Well, I mean, I mean that's what I mean. Like, from school. I not mean high school, yeah. but yeah. Yeah,
1: this friend group here is...
2: No, I mean, there was
0: just some some good stories about uh, the, ones, the ones that we want to share on a a podcast that's going to be out, and anybody can listen to it. Um, I know, yeah. One of the that's few. One of the few is, uh, um. So J- so Jimmy's real OCD about his belongings, you know, things like that. He like his laptop, for instance. Um, so like he, you know, Kane. I hope Kane. I wish Kane was here to visualize this for <laughs> us. But he like he would he would he would put a, he would put a pillow on his lap. He'd sit on the couch, put a pillow on his lap, get get his laptop out, put it on top of the pillow, open it, and then wipe it off every time with his hand. Every time. So uh, it was kind of a running joke where, you know, you didn't want to touch. Nobody wanted to touch Jimmy's laptop, so you need to freak out about it. So one day, um, Jimmy was coming home from work or whatever, and we saw him pull in. So we uh, got his laptop and put it on the ground, on the floor. And, like, we put a bunch of cans on it and stuff. And he walked in, he walked in the door and just looked over at it and then just like gave us like a nod and kept walking.
1: <laughs> I knew they were messing with me because they did all the time. Yeah, OCD, man, it's a, it's a hell of a thing. It'll mess with you pretty bad. But uh, yeah, that was, that was a pretty funny story. I, I know you guys mess with me all the time with that kind of stuff.
0: One, uh, this is this pre like college or anything. So one, one story that I think is hilarious when we'd always go over to Polly's house, have little uh, Polly parties, um, was the time that we were all over at Polly's house and it was storming out. And uh, it, this is probably like our senior year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So BJ was a couple years younger. But BJ wasn't allowed to come over because it was raining. He wasn't allowed okay, to come over. That was the, he wasn't <laughs> allowed to come over. And that was the one reason it was raining. His Who made that rule? His mom wouldn't let him come over because it was raining or something. Yeah, I remember that one.
1: Yeah, I think one of the funniest things I remember of us all living together at Olin Tanji, there was music playing. I won't say the name of the song. But Polly came down the stairs dancing to this song. Do you guys remember this? (laughs) And then he stood in that, where that header was underneath when you walked into the living room. And he went to jump up and hit his head on that, on that header. (laughs) About knocked him out cold. My blood was on that wall. Yeah, I mean, he hit that hard. And we, I I don't remember, I do remember the song that was playing. I don't know if you guys do, but it was, it's a song that's not appropriate for the podcast. But um, Polly jumps up, hits his head on that, and I, everybody in the room starts crying laughing. Luke was even laughing. And, I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't knocked out cold. That was probably one of the funniest things. Like, I'll always remember that that moment when he did that. That was hilarious. And then, you know, one thing when we all lived at Tangi is our softball team. We had the softball team that went down the street and played in the Columbus Recreation and Parks League. Um, we thought we were going to be good. We were all kind of arrogant about it. And we thought we were going to be pretty good. <laughs> We sucked. We it did was a good league, though. Yeah, the, the, those old guys can play softball, man. They know how to hit the ball where they want to hit it. But I think the funniest thing about the softball league was when we asked Burkhart to play because we needed extra players. Told us how good he was. Told us he was really good at softball. He would played before, all this stuff.
0: This is our neighbor. At yeah,
1: Burkhart was our neighbor. Lived right next door. Craziest dude. I, I mean, he did change the brakes on my car once, so thanks for that, man. But, uh, you know, we get down there. He tells us how good he is. He gets up to bat and he struck out not once but twice. Uh, hilarious, man! And then Ren gets up there. You know, Ren always gave us hell for playing softball, and he gets up there and hits a little bunt. Yeah, and sprints through first base. My favorite
2: part. My favorite uh, was when uh, Dawson came down and played, and oh, I was yeah. sitting there with Kane. Kane and I were watching. We were, I think Kane was keeping the book or something. And Dawson got a little like an infield hit, and uh, he took off running down first. And Kane screamed. He's like, unhook the wagon Dawson <laughs> I remember that because he was running so
0: slow yeah.
3: what about you Paul you got any funny stories you want to share? yeah I'm, I'm gonna tell one from from our college and one from our high school high school's the one that's actually a little bit more inappropriate but the high school or the college one we bought this little nerf for him and oh, yeah. we decided to, to start surprising people once they turned around the corner and just dunk on them and start screaming in their face and it became a video thing so towards the end of our time there every time you turned a corner you'd be looking for the basketball hoop make you sure it wasn't yeah. oh yeah when well, high school so we were actually pretty good kids in high school we never drank really we never did anything like that <laughs> well, at least i did until after after college i started um i fell asleep once i had about six guys over i'm not even going to say most of their names and I woke up to about 2 a.m. I hear a knock on my door. I don't see anyone around me, and it's the cops. And I'm like, "Okay, what's going on here?" I open up that door, and they're like, "Is Caleb Cockrell here?" And I say, "He should be. I don't know. Let me go check." He wasn't there. He was upstairs sleeping. I said, "Caleb, the cops are here." And the cops said, "Your car got stolen." And you know, I'm I'm half asleep, and I don't know what the hell's going on. And he said, "My car." And he said, "Yeah. Do you know B.J. Allen?" So now I'm real confused. <laughs> And long story short, I guess BJ drove down to the gas station, wanted to give some guy, some random guy that he said was his cousin, a ride who had a warrant out for his arrest. The cops came. So I'm getting Roger Fillmore. Yep. Woken up, waking up at 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. to the cops knocking on my door. And I'll never forget that because BJ was nowhere to be seen the rest of the night. He never came back. Never came back. He had your car? No, I my car.
1: Okay. BJ's done some funny stuff, man. We we've, we've all done a lot of stupid stuff in our time. I mean, I remember so many OSU football games like we would all go to together and just being at the bars afterwards. We had a lot of fun, man. There's a lot of good times I mean we still have them, but you know, we were a little crazier back then. But if you get all of us together, I mean everybody always say you get T-Scar Jimmy and Polly together, you know, and they're drinking. Something's happening. It can get interesting. So, we had some fun.
2: Yeah. Um, so do we want to talk about kind of like where everybody's at today? Um, you know, what you're doing as far as like your job and family stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit since these two, and Polly hasn't been on, but t Square has been on before, but I don't think we went into that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about that. Talk about where you're working and that kind of stuff. Go ahead, Polly. You start off.
3: So I work down in Centerville at Miami Valley South Hospital. I'm an athletic trainer, but I'm currently working in a sports performance clinic. Um... Don't know how much longer we're going to be there. Kind of trying to look to move up in the business. If the opportunity doesn't go, doesn't come, I might have to start looking elsewhere because I do want to move up eventually. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Me, I got married last year. We bought a house in Springboro. And, yeah, we're just grinding, working, and trying to move up in our businesses respectfully. Taking care of your pool. That's a chore by itself, man. (laughs) Always get a friend with the pool. Remember that, guys?
0: (laughs) Friend of the pool, friend of the boat.
3: Uh, kids on the way here, Polly? Are we, are we, are we thinking about that yet, or now? One to two years is what she tells me, Ren. I don't years. make those decisions.
0: Okay. You hundred percent. Hold off as long as you can. Decision. You make it, you Polly. Make, you make, you make, make, make the college.
1: decision. It's your choice, not hers. That's what Daddy says over there. <laughs> what about you, Scar? Uh,
0: so I work in Columbus. I work for the state of Ohio. Uh, I do healthcare investigations uh, for the state. So it's uh, it's interesting. Good yeah, soccer. so watch
2: out if yeah. you're uh, you know, trying to yeah, escape right. the authorities. T-Scar's going to be finding you. That's
0: right. Um, so I married. I uh, have one kid. Uh, <laughs> Tucker, he's a big boy. He's a 148-pound, five-and-a-half-year-old. Um, so, yeah, that's about it.
1: Sweet, yeah. I mean, I'm married, too. Uh, I've been married since October of 2020. Uh, we know. We've I done think.
2: this before. When did I get married? Yeah, you guys know everything about 2018, me. 2018, I think, yeah. Maybe, 2018.
1: I, I said 2020. <laughs> See, I don't even know my friggin' anniversary. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you guys know all about me and Ren, so we won't go into that.
2: But. Well, I think that you wanted to have the opportunity to cry on this podcast. Is there any any stories you want to tell that
1: make you cry? Yeah, we didn't tell anything. Do you like
2: want to profess how much these guys mean to you or something? Like,
1: oh, well, they mean the world to me, but I'm not going to cry about
2: it. <laughs> I know you wanted to make this emotional. So, because
1: yeah. um, we haven't done that yet. We talked about that in the opening. We, could, we could do some, uh, you know, one thing Kane and I always enjoyed is, you know, Kane and I would be up later than everybody else. Uh, I'd be working on my grad school homework when we lived together, and we'd watch military homecomings. Kane and I <laughs> would always get a good tear out of this. So, Kane, if you're listening, man, just YouTube search military homecomings 2021 and send me some good
0: ones. Yeah. yeah one night t- we just need to all get together and just bring the podcast equipment and just set it that up would, one night.
1: That that's something we talked about at a party T scar had for Scott and Kane when they graduated. Uh, we, we talked about that, like just going live from the podcast at like a, a get together or a party where we're all together, just going live, like just random, just having it out there and going, live. I do want to keep my
2: job. So uh, um, but, I, it's nothing that'll get you fired.
1: Oh, um, it might be. You uh-huh. never
2: know. No, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think that's pretty much all we had for the episode today. Um, so I appreciate you guys for coming on. Um, I know it's a long drive for you from Springboro, Mr. Oh, good, man. You're from Reynoldsburg, it. so same for you both, I guess. But, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's been a good episode, right? Reynoldsburg? Or what is Asheville. it? Asheville. Asheville, sorry. <laughs> In Reynoldsburg- you
3: YouTube!
2: <laughs> is it Reynoldsburg close to Asheville? Asheville? Uh, 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> okay, It's fine, Ryan.
2: I don't know, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have you guys back on down the road and, and maybe do something a little different. Um, you know, I know not everybody's involved with fantasy football, but you know, maybe have them back on and do some more stories or something else to get out to the listeners, all 52 of them. So, uh, <laughs> so hit us up on uh, Facebook. We don't have a Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and we'll be back next week with the ne- with another episode of the Legacy Lineup. So once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week.
3: Love and amusing man.